okay i did not know that this thing would be so hard this is my third start you know what however this goes i'm gonna keep going so it is thursday october 1st in my previous two or three takes on this start i wasn't sure what date it was i was contemplating whether it's september the end of september but i'm pretty sure i checked the calendar the first of october it's a brisk thursday morning it's dark out still it's now 5 30 i'm in canada i'm in southern canada southern ontario uh, i was in jamaica for a little bit not, not long just for a week about a week ago and it was really an uh geez what is the term i want to say impromptu but it wasn't impromptu it was a trip that was long delayed we were supposed to go from march but the pandemic struck and we had to delay the pandemic oh my gosh have i done anything about the pandemic first i want to apologize uh, no not apologize this is me you know what the person who got me interested in podcast is a gentleman by the name of dan carlin he does a thing called dan carlin i can't remember hardcore history hardcore history and he would go for four hours just going off about history and no matter what i would listen him now if dan carlin ever for any reason which i don't think it will ever happen listen to my podcast i used to use your podcast to go to sleep but i would listen it believe it or not i would listen it i would fall asleep let's say half an hour in and it would play for four or five hours but then i would listen the next half an hour so i would at least not hours worth the, ne- the other night and that would play for four or five hours or little less and then i'll listen the next half an hour so i re-listen the thing over and over starting at different points so you can just imagine the repetition what what kind of affirmation the repetition of that podcast um how it impacted my mind so but the passion was always something that is notable and appreciated in the way he spoke i'm not that passionate i guess i am passionate but i'm not that courageous to let out the passion I am thinking. Now I'm gonna record this first. I have the phone in my case. I'm gonna take it out. The, I'm gonna listen it and then take it out the case. So probably another segment. I'll try not to go more than 30 minutes a segment because I realize that this thing does cut off after a while. But I will talk your ears off, and I think this thing is the way to go. I actually came downstairs and just kind of finding a quiet space and trying to do. My podcasting, which I haven't done so long. But the podcasting is not for podcasts. This is the inside out. And going back to how we started is for getting the thing inside me out. We are in a pandemic, people. And we're going back into what they call a second wave. The world, a global pandemic, a plague, they call it. Now... They have a thing in Jamaica they call cock mouth catch cock. So I do not go up, rise up against this plague or uh, the political 
my political perceptions on this plague. This plague, though, seemed to be more political numbering and manipulations and really a plague. And people seem to need to disassociate themselves from any cognitive reasoning or any cognitive standards to really go along with what's happening. I am not saying people not dying from this flu strain, but I'm wondering if people haven't been dying from a flu strain for, for a long while and if you should track flu strains the way they have been tracking this Chinese flu, Wuhan flu, Corona flu, and now COVID-19 they call it. If you should track the deaths from any sickness the way they track this one, if it that sickness wouldn't be considered a could easily be classified a pandemic. I am flabbergasted by the way we as humans have allowed. I mean, I said I don't want cut more catch cock, but that if people just seem to cognitively disassociate themselves from what reality is. I mean, the place that this Wuhan flu started in, supposed to, Wuhan, China, which they have skillfully renamed the, you know, the, the, the minute they renamed this thing a couple months ago, you know, when, they, uh, when this thing just started, I said, this is going to take on, a, 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 this is gonna, we're going in for an interesting time because this is preparation to make sure that whatever is coming down the pipe will not well, our minds will not be associated with the origins of this whole thing. And when I say the origin, it's not for laying blame, but it's to allow, it's to allow whoever is going to pull the string, the puppet master, a little bit of freedom to take things well, well, well far from where it started and out of context. And I'll say this, why I say this. Who, we, who China, okay. Where this flu started, where they started creating this whole mass hysteria, where they were saying they were putting up hospitals and people were dying and they were bulldozing, throwing bodies in pits and all of that. That place, the people probably don't even wear, the people probably have gone away from where a lot of even the mass situation. There's videos of the people or pictures of the people having parties in Wuhan, China. Here, in the rest of the world, especially because we're having an election in, in in North America, in the USA, in November, a few weeks from now, and there it has never been as polarized as in the past as it is today. I mean, I don't think even World War, I don't think the world has been as exposed and vulnerable during a World War as it is today especially north america usa because of whatever political um political objective may be on the table with this wuhan coronavirus the, the, we have been held hostage as people we are going into what they call a second wave of this pandemic when wuhan where this thing started 
is going up, is building back their lives. Places like Sweden that didn't do the lockdown and and the, the, the drastic lockdown and and, 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 and and whatever we did here, they are actually showing. Well, this is, is okay, the information that I am getting, let's put it that way, it does not show that the way Sweden went about their business was detrimental to them and their economy as it has been to us, our mental well-being and our economies and our social fabric that has been destroyed. Having said that, this is just information and that formation has been formed and presented to me presented or been put out there for me to grab grasp on so I will not use this information as any any what should I say it cannot be the term is right at the tip of my brain man anyway I do not understand how Wuhan China is moving forward with their lives as good much as possible there may be issues and they may they will be obviously and there has to be some expectation that there's effects of the virus and the way what happened but they are going forward while we are going backward we are talking about another wave now i'm saying this what are what is intention here what have our intention ever been on this planet has our intention never been to be better today than we were yesterday? Has our intention never been to progress as a people, to push the thing forward, to get better each day, to reap, to nurture so that we can sow? How is it that our new intention is to go and hibernate like we are dogs, like we are wolves, like we are bears, like we are animals? Well, we are animals. And just wait things out. Isn't our life to be one of living and doing and pushing forward, pushing forward humanity? When is it that we become a race of people that should just cower down in our bunkers and wait things out which race of people ever which race which race which which species ever survive just hunkering down i don't understand it i don't get it but i do understand it i do get it if I should just go with the most simplistic answer in front of my mind, it looks like it's a political power struggle. I won't get into the whole Bill Gates, this and that, and the conspiracy theories. I'm just talking about what in front of my face. I mean, I know I do not know what this vaccine is about. I will not. I'm not an anti-vaxxer and I'm not a pro-vaxxer. I'm just a liver. I mean, I have vaccine scars. A friend of mine looked at me one day. He's a wealthy Jamaican. And he said, you, you get polio, right? Polio vaccine. I said, yes. And you are a poor kid in Jamaica. I said, yes. He said, you know that a lot of us, and he's a lighter skin Jamaican. He said, you know, and he, he well, I won't get too far into who he is. And he, but he said, you know that a lot of us, 
Do you ever wonder why it is that we who were from the upper class Jamaican, him himself, not me, I was a lower class Jamaicans, we, we got vaccinated for polio also. But you, the poor people, have this big scar on your shoulder. And we don't. None of us from the upper class have that big scar on the shoulder. And he said, there's different ways to administer a vaccine. Poor people get it one way, and the rich people received it, were treated differently, and they, were treat- and they received it in a different way. Didn't get into it, but if any rich person listening, you can reach out to me and, and let me understand that a little bit more about how vaccines were administered in Jamaica um, in particular um, based on your social status or your economic status. I do have that big wealth scar on my shoulder to this day. And I remember how traumatizing it was getting that damn vaccine when I was a kid. I remember the big meagle. I remember even trying to squeal out it. I told the nurse, the school nurse, I was going to a local primary school in Kingston, and I told the nurse, my mom is a nurse, you know, and she already gave me the vaccine. And the nurse, I wish she gave you the vaccine. And I don't even remember what I did. I we appointed, and the nurse says, okay, I'll give you another one just to be on the show, the seaside. And she put that big open tip with the tip of the needle. I remember the needle have a open tip. That's how big the damn needle was in my skin, jamming, um, ripping out piece of the flesh. Jesus, piece of it. Just thinking back about it. Let me thinking sci-fi kind of thing where I'm like restrained and the scientists coming and putting whatever in my in my shoulder as a kid. Yeah. So suffice to say I do have a phobia for needles. Okay, now whenever they catch me, they're going to touch me with needles. Jeez. And when they start rounding up critical thinkers. Ah, yeah, they will do it. Am I a conspiracy theorist? Not really. But guess what? People have to understand, say, if you have an agenda and you have the power and the wherewithal to enforce your agenda, you're going to do it. And when people, the higher up people get in society sometimes, is the less regard you have for those who haven't reached where you are. Think about it. As much compassion have you has as you have for a poorer person. Have you ever not just gotten upset and said something nasty both to someone who hasn't made it and said something like that's why you deserve where you are? Because in your mind, at that point in time, they have architect. They have architect. <laughs> they have engineered their their the, 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 the life that they're living right now. They have played a huge role in what they don't have. And because of that, you kind of just, just a split second, you just didn't give a shit. Sorry for that. Well, I'm not sorry. You're going to get some shit and some a little bit of expletives. All right, so let's move on. Because when I started this thing, I started it because there was so much inside me. Bottled up for months now. And I need to get it out. It need to come from the inside out. So October 1st, 2020. It's now 
closer to six o'clock, I need to go warm up a Jamaican party. I'm going to put that in. I'm going to take a break in about five minutes and go put my party to the doing the warm up procedure. What's the warm up procedure for a Jamaican party? First, make sure you buy the right party. Do not buy this crappy party. Anything with my king king party going to hate me. But anything with my king and those things, don't buy those those big box parties. You have here in Canada, you have jeez, uh, what's the name of this one? Jeez, yeah, do look small. Let me look for it. I'll look, I'll come back in my other part in my other podcast with the name of that party. These small companies, these small little mama and pops up made these parties. Jeez, the name is on the tip of my tongue, and you get them frozen. It's reasonable. You would you believe that a box of party based off a box of party, you bet you get parties much cheaper here in Canada than in Jamaica. I was buying parties in Jamaica for a dollar eighty, hundred and eighty dollar per party just the other day last week. I think it's hundred and eighty dollar. That's a dollar eighty. I get party here in Canada for equivalent of about twelve party in a box of ten, um, and a ten dollar, a nine dollar ninety nine box, and it's twelve parties. So wouldn't that be less than a dollar? Yeah, it would be less than a dollar, a few cents. So it would be less than a few cents, less than a dollar per party, which would be equivalent to about a hundred and twenty dollar there, about a hundred dollar, hundred and twenty dollar. So let's say a hundred dollar. So it's almost fifty is a good yeah, fifty percent less there about. You guys do the math. Right. In, in regards to maths, and I'm gonna expose my mathematical skills, especially in the morning I do have my coffee. And lot thereof. My maths teacher, Olmas, she was a a very passive, meek Indian lady. Weird. That was the first time I ever saw the Indian um, traditional dressing. You know, the wrap with the dot in her forehead. Her name was Miss Kumar. Was it Miss Kumar? Yes, Miss Kumar. And I scolded her class. Scold me and I skipped her class so much and went to like classes that I enjoyed more. I enjoyed my metal work class more. I enjoyed art class more. So I would go, go to metal work room and start work on my projects. I think we were allowed to go in and do the projects um, because we're building things. You know, I've always wished to, to get a one of those welding gear and start doing that again. And I remember going into our class one day when I couldn't call it or skip it anymore. And she pulled me up by my neck. She pulled up my shirt, we call it drape up. But she, 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 what, what's the term you would probably use it in the English term? You know what, I'm gonna use the term drape. Drape me up, man, and draw me up to her face and say, you skull my class, you take me for a fool. So, March wasn't my strong suit. But going forward, we're in the pandemic. And, man, everything just seemed... We had the presidential um, debates yesterday between Trump and Biden. I just want people to picture not one train wreck, but about a dozen trains just crashing into each other. It was terrible. And as much as I try to keep an open eye on people, 
will jump on you and say, how can you be undecided? I'm not undecided. I'm undecided. I've decided that I'm not a part of this. I've decided that they are all equally criminals. I've decided that the Democrats have taken advantage of black people and used black people for many, many years. And take, and, and, and the, the Republicans are, 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 are indifferent to the plight of the black person for, in a lot of ways and feel entitled and they, they, they all anyone who uses the term black like I have just done and white we all perpetuate this whole racial indifference and oppression against people of color you know I say that because I just read an article this morning where someone said when you use the term white you actually supporting the whole racist agenda and I was trying to respond to that post because it was so pertinent to my experience. And somehow, the computer, that, that post apparently probably disappeared because when I tried to click on it, it would not take the post. It keep giving me an error about my internet, which my internet isn't down, so right now I'm using it. So I, don't, I won't get into it about the gremlins out there who fight against people of like mine connecting. But... Um, I, have, I, had an, I was sharing to that poster that we had that experience. I, the, the poster posted that you should not use the term white, you should use the term Caucasian. And because white was the word used to, to make people, and it, it makes sense, and, and I've been saying it. And, but I guess we don't want to, we want to follow the crowd. We don't want to call out what's bugging us. If white has always been so good, white has snow, everything white, pristine, you know, that's where everything wants to be, white. And black has always been bad. There's never anything good associated with black. How is it that then you can call yourself black and call somebody white and there is no connotation in your mind of demeaning yourself? I mean, how is that? Why is it that people of color don't get that it it blows my mind you know i have always said i prefer somebody call me colored color is a good thing having color in your skin being a you know the colorful things of nature i love color if anything and i'm not gonna put down white but the absence of color is where I wouldn't want to necessarily be. And as, I, as far as I'm concerned, people who call themselves white are not white. They have a color. So we are all people of color, all of us, just different spectrums. And that is what blows my mind, where we have allowed this doctrine of separating us by color, white, black, brown, yellow. We are all if we're talking about color, we we all have color inside. We, it, it, it blows my mind. Now, if we're talking about race and culture and, and DNA and all of that, then it wouldn't be white, black, and brown. It would be Caucasian. It would be Negro. It would be, uh, what the other one? Asian or whatever. And I don't even know if it's Asian. You have um, another term. You have, your, you have a mongoloid and you have all kind of stuff. My biology teacher would box me in the back of my head right now. 
But the point I'm making is, this person said that we should not be using the term white, and he went on to show you why. And we should be using the term Caucasian. My daughter, my youngest, she did an essay on Jim Crow sometime earlier this year. And that, that, that essay actually reached the mayor's office because I had a meeting with them earlier this year on the same racial situation. It's a different conversation. And they were like, you have to bring up this essay. You have to show this to the media or the way this teacher made the essay. And I said, no, I'm not going to have my daughter become a target. I shared this with you guys just to show you some of the covert racial challenges that we have to deal with. When my daughter referred to white people in her essay, she chose to use the term Caucasian. Would you believe, as I say this podcast this morning on October 1st, 2020, that teacher marked out the word Caucasian out of my young daughter's essay and wrote over it, white. Yes, the teacher did that. She, did, she marked up the paper and took out any reference to Caucasian and word wrote, and, wrote, and wrote the word white. I have the thing, I have it scanned. And if nobody come feet or so, it then are the interwebs. And I can't say, you know, if anything happened to me, it's gonna be sent after five media outlet. No, that's not gonna happen. But I'm just saying that happened. It's not I'm not making this up. And if anything happened to me, I asked the mayor of the city and I asked one of the councillors who saw and I asked the other couple of people who were in the meeting. We, I presented it to them just as, just as a part of the conversation, but not as something that was supposed to go out in the media. The media was there and I, I didn't trust the, the journalist. He looked like an opportunist journalist. So I told him, I didn't even appreciate the media being there because this was, that was supposed to be a small meeting between the mayor, my, 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 my associate who is a council member, and the young lady who was a victim of some racial epithet. And the long story short is this young lady who is mixed, her mother is Caucasian, and she, her father apparently is a person of color, Negro. And... Um, She's probably an 18, 19 young lady, 19 year old. She witnessed a Caucasian person spewing racial epithet to a Negro. And it's on because we are mentally engineered to think that the word Negro is bad. Negro is not bad. All right. You want to say a Nubian? A Nubian. And they were spewing, spewing racial epithet to this Nubian. And um, the young lady, she got involved and tried to calm the situation down. And instead, what happened? They turned on her. The the, the, the Caucasian person turned on her and started calling her the N word. I won't even use it because I'm pretty sure some AI bot is is going through all these things and certain things. They will make sure that will flag the thing so that it can't go out. And I wouldn't want to spend the past almost half an hour for no reason. Although, you know what, I have a lot of these little chats that I haven't even published. If you want me to publish some of them, hit me up with a comment or something. Ah, sound like a real podcaster, <laughs> a real social media guru. Hit me, up with a, but hit me up with a comment. Let me know that somebody listening. If somebody is listening, let me know. I've never 
I tell you, anybody who send me a comment or something, you will be the first person to have sent me a comment. I don't even know if anybody listening these things. I do see plays on some of the older ones, like one of them, one of them have about 16 plays. It may have been played 16 times by me. I don't know. The intention of my podcast is really selfish. It's, it's not even important to anybody more than myself. It's getting my thoughts on the inside out because I'm lazy to write. People tell me to write all the while, but I'm lazy to write. So I'm going to keep podcasting because somehow you need to document or yeah, document your life. So going from back to front or front to back, I don't know which way we should be going, but I just came back from Jamaica and... A lot of interesting things happened there. At one other time, I actually felt that a divine spirit turned me around. I was driving along the highway and I pulled over the car. And my wife was asking me, why you pull over? And I said, that property, that's what just passed. It's a property with a security gate, nice manicured lawn. There's a big, I want to say, that looked like about four foot more than four about five foot by five foot led screen more than five foot it's a huge screen that's probably a six by six a good six by six screen and two um tower stands in front there just to show you how and it's talking about about the restaurant the restaurant is bettino's and uh, the, the the place is called the marina village and Draxall and I turned around and I went there didn't have any business there so I kind of just mumbled a name to the security guard that saying that I have a meeting down by Bettino and the security guard now just picture T-Bone from what I show you name I'm gonna have to stop for a minute guys going into 30 seconds So I had stopped abruptly, but we are going back. This will be segment two on this October 1 podcast. It didn't come out so badly. You know what? I'm going to actually interrupt a little bit here. You'll hear the phone popping out. Because I'm wondering if it makes a difference. If it makes a difference having the phone inside the case or outside the case. So I'm warming up the patty here. The patty is called Tinel. So Tinel, so you get a little promotion from me there. I'm warming up the patty. Um, <laughs> what kind of breakfast is this guy having? You know what? Some morning I go healthy, some morning I go where I feel like. Having said that, I don't eat a lot of anything. And I do believe variety is a spice of life. A, lick, a modification, a modification, moderation is key anything you take part in just don't indulge now then again it might just make me fooling myself maybe i should just indulge in vegetables and become a vegetarian all right so that's the plate hitting the granite countertop now is it granite is this granite yes it's granite that's a part of the whole podcasting one of the things i've noticed this during this um this whole pandemic is instead of people retreating, people have actually been 
push is i don't know if it's human nature but i have never seen so many homes improved in the past in such a short period of time however it's like any project that someone had on the table to do to their home they went ahead and did it my wife for example always wanted me to get rid of the original countertops that came in about this house and the builder those what's it called laminate whatever it is and she wanted granite typical right um so we went and we got granite with we went we went for it you know it looks pretty nice i like it it's very earthy right now as i'm talking i'm rubbing my hands over it because we're gonna go quartz but i thought and here's it it's my wife's idea but then i guess i kind of put my thoughts in that you want something with some texture that you can actually rub your hand that it's actually soothing it's actually therapeutic I'm looking at this granite here, and it's the most beautiful piece of stone. It, it has a light color, but then it has these, it's a, it has these, um, it's a real stone. It even have glass in it, almost like the cut. In fact, when we were picking it at the granite and we were choosing it, because um, you get it in this big old slab, you, you, go, you go through the warehouse and you, you're picking this, you, you go down aisles of granite, of stone, and slabs of stone. And when we chose it, we saw this big part with this, it looked black, but it's not black. It's glass inside the stone. It's crystals, it has speckles of crystals and it, it has so much character. It's hard to even describe, it has veins in it. So even the person who installed it, the installer said, it's pretty brittle, which probably is gonna be the downside because of all the veins that it have and all the character that it has in it. But it's not busy. It just has the right amount of character and it glistens when the light hits certain parts of it. You just see the glass. It's almost like you're looking for, for you're finding glass in, in, in dirt. <laughs> you know, like when someone chiseling in a cave and a little bit of diamond just glistens when the light hits it. And it's, oh, that's where the diamond is etched up in the dirt. So it gives you that look and it's, I guess I didn't describe it right, but you know what? It was a project for my wife, and now I'm the one who is enjoying it, I guess, by rubbing my hands against this thing, which is very therapeutic. Because um, we went for what is called a leathered look, and not the, or the leathered one, and not the polished one, I guess. I don't know. But leathered mean it has character. Yeah, it, it has, you, you can feel it's not flat. Well, that's my granite rabbit hole you know someone said that whenever i speak i go into rabbit holes it's hard for them to when i used to tell stories anyhow i have like a million stories in one and uh, it's it, it you never know which one of the um veins i'm gonna go which one picks up the party is tinel so tinel you got your props and that's warming up everything in moderation life in moderation we went down to jamaica but we're gonna rewind a little bit traveling during the pandemic traveling during a pandemic is something that is it's an experience everyone needs to be wearing masks so i'll go over my experience going to jamaica the other day 
We went out to Hamilton International Airport, not Toronto, because Hamilton International Airport is closer to us, and this flight, this plane, Soup Airline, flies directly from Hamilton into Montego Bay. I got the tickets for around $600 per, so me and my wife go. It was a right, the term, you know, and it's an impromptu, you know. It was a, it was a last minute, it was a whatever decision. Because we were supposed to go in August, in, in March, because we were looking at some stuff there. And um, because of the pandemic lockdown coming and the place was locking down and flights were shutting down. We decided to cancel our trip in March and do it at a, within, uh, within the three or six or, or so weeks that we would have been reopened. Well, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, what, eight months later, uh, we're going into a second, and, and we're going into a second wave. Hell, if you have been putting your life on hold, waiting for this thing to blow over, Good luck, good for you. Um, you still have to live your life, but you live it responsibly. So we wear the gloves, we sanitize, we social distance. Um, going to the airport, park the car. I expected to pay like $140 for parking. I will jump forward and say that when I came back for the car a week later and, and um, put the ticket in the machine, I was pleasant and put my credit card in the machine. I was presently surprised that it only charged me like 80 bucks, if so much, 70 something bucks, right? I was like, wow, I feel like going again, right? For parking, for a week, a week parking. So, there you go, Hamilton Airport. Your car park is gonna be filled with cars and people going away for a week. It was cheaper than taxi. And there, my car was right there from waiting, right? Um, it would have been nice if somebody had cleaned it, just kidding. But, um, yeah. Uh, so we went to the airport the week before, going down to Jamaica. You know, we decided, yeah, listen, we're doing some business, we're not business, I'm looking to build there. We're buying property there. We already have a condo there. We already have a piece of land up in the country there. We have already bought homes in Jamaica and we bought a house, well, before even moving to Canada, we had a home there, but we have bought, and I was building a home at 24, at the age of 24, I was building a house in Jamaica. 24, yeah. Now, that is as part of the story. You want me to go back a little bit? Let me go back a little bit, rabbit hole. Building my first house in Jamaica. I was in probably my 20s, 24. Well, I was in my 20s, but I was probably about 22, to 24 when I first started dabbling with real estate in a serious way. I used to work at the title's office, so I always wanted to get into real estate. I remember a member of parliament, popular member of parliament would come on, you know, I would, he would give me his paper with all these addresses on it, and I would go in and do the search for him to find the volume and folder number and the name of the owners of these properties and give it to him and he would then reach out to the owners of the properties and he built his real estate business out of it. So being a little youngster from his constituents um, also, I remember, I remember I didn't drive at the time, um, didn't have a car. Um, I remember he, I would get a ride with him, go home, 
wow, didn't have a car. Didn't, I can't even phantom not having a car. Wow. But I would get, I'm taking the bus. I can't phantom not owning a car. That's the weirdest thing. The freedom that you have of owning your own car. And wow, depending on someone to drive me from A to B. Once a man, twice a child, I'm getting back to that stage. Not something you're looking forward to because one day that might just be the situation again. Anyway, so I would drive with him, go to Portmore where I lived. And he would show, because he would probably have clients or a client that he's showing houses or lands. And I remember he would take the client up toward Helsh and I would be tagging along in the back of the car. And lots, a lot of land, a lot of residential land or a residential lot. A quarter acre, half a acre, I would be selling for like 40,000 Jamaican dollars. That same lot is currently now at least, at least 10 million Jamaican, no, probably not so much, probably around a quarter acre lot in Elsha would probably be around yeah, eight, probably around six to eight million dollars. Six to eight million dollars. <coughs> probably 10 million dollars. So from $40,000 to $10 million, yeah, for that land, piece of lot now. Um, and I remember I got a, a lot, I bought a lot for, I think it was $40,000 also in Olaba while I was working at this law firm now. So proceed to about a year out working at a law firm and there was this program where the credit union association was selling lots in a place called Olaba Glades and it just happened that the law firm that I worked for were the lawyers who were dealing with the titling so I kind of had a little inside scoop so I got my thing and I decided I'm going to start building quick I remember I actually went up to Olaba Glades and I think I probably told the story of brown man a light-skinned guy who came and tried to help me and helped me to put in the post around my little piece of lot that I had bought up in Olaba Glades. I bought some steaks put in my car and I bought barbed wire from Jamaica Livestock Association and I went, went at it digging, in, digging out with my cutlass to dig out the post hole. Well, the thing with Jamaica, I say dig about three inches of dirt you're hitting the tough mall. So suffice to say my cutlass wasn't cutting it and brown man came with a digger, a big piece of pipe, steel pipe, solid steel pipe with a sharpened end, like almost like a spear, a, 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 a caveman type of spear anyway. And um, he dug the holes from me and we became friends from then. He probably still live in that house that I built in Olaba Glades. Or what's left of it. Because that was a disaster. And um, it ended in a disaster. I just had to just move on from that project. And lost a lot of money. So my first endeavor into real estate was a loss. And I decided to buy a house at a place called... Wait, 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 I'm doing the story backwards. Before I got to Olaba Glades, my first endeavor was to buy a house from this Italian guy, Canadian Italian guy, Benny Persicilli. 
So Benny Persikili came to Jamaica and he was building these homes at a place called uh, geez, Angel's Estate. And he was being extorted by the gangs. Now, he just, it just happened that where he was putting up the property, the, this development, they had pushed off the squatters. It was around a place we call River Road, uh, Angels. And it was just in between the two, the areas are, are, are hardcore areas for two of the, um, the leading parties. So he was in between and you had um, JLP um, hardcore constituent on one side and PMP hardcore constituent on the other. So he was being extorted from both sides. And I remember saying, yo, Benny, you think you can pull this off? And he said, listen, I'm Italian. He said it in a very strong Italian accent. So you Jamaicans are on a bumbo cloth. You bumbo cloth, I'm Italian. And I know what you guys are trying. I'm original mafia. I'm used to this. So he wasn't, he wasn't intimidated. Well, I was intimidated. I remember reading the paper. That's why I do not follow the media anymore. And the paper was saying how this foreign investor, Italian investor, overseas um, developer was being extorted by local gangs and they don't think his project will reach anywhere. So I took my money back. Now remember, I remember when Benny first started, I paid Benny the first deposit I met him at at um, Agle Park Plaza, where his business had just started up. It was him and a guy named Bellissimo, I remember. He does say there was a Tadio or something there, but I don't, did not remember Tadio as much as I remember him and Bellissimo. Bellissimo was always drunk. Drunk in Italian guy. And anyway, um, so when he started, he had like just a front-end loader tractor um, and that was boxed up or it was a there was a a, a chaining fence which on a little property no more than I want to say 50 by 50 space if so much yeah about 50 by 50 50 feet by 50 feet if 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 no more than 50 by yeah, no more than 50 by 50 actually, it's so much. And they had uh, the equipment there, a little 50 by 50 place, chain link with a front end loader and some containers. And that's how it started. And he started building the homes. And I remember taking back the money and decided to build my own house by Olaba Glades. And that ended in the disaster. That's when I met Brown Man. And that's one that ended in disaster. Which is one of the reasons why I'm cautious about not doing business with Benny. And you'll see why that is applicable as I proceed. Because 26 years later, I met Benny. Again, just last week, Friday, I ran into Benny. So he's now a 70-something-year-old man. Um, he's on his, his pills. But he's still hopping along. I have photos of him where he was even just washing off the concrete off one of his development down in Jamaica there. Now I'm going to call some names to keep people interested. He explained to me that his buyers, like his neighbor, is a famous Jamaican reggae superstar, Bojo Bantan, 
who was in prison. Um, people were bought in his complex. There's even a story that he didn't tell me, but someone else told me about Hussein Bolt, the world's fastest man, offering to buy a property from him. And when he told, when Benny told him that property is already sold practically because he has given his word and the person has given a deposit, and Hussein Bolt said, I'll give you more money, Benny looked to him and said, in strong, and I'll try the accent here, Benny looked to him in strong Italian accent and said, Bolt, what you do for a living? You run for a living, right? So Bolt said, yes, I run for a living. He said, so you run for your millions. You make your millions running, right? And Bolt said, yes, that's what I do, Benny. And Benny said, well, guess what? Run your bumbo cloth out of my office. <laughs> Benny tell Hussein Bolt to run his bumbo cloth out of his office. So that's the Benny. And that's Benny. You know, he loves seeing Bombo Clark. He said he actually kept a Bombo Clark festival. Um, Anti-Trump as well like this one. When I went to Benny's restaurant on Friday, so let's go back to the story that stopped us. I made a U-turn as I was driving with my wife on the highway last week Friday. Something said, come, go down to that spot. Go see what's happening down that place. That place with the security guard at the gate and the manicured lawn and the 6x6 six six TV screen, um, LED screen. What's happening down there, says the marinas. Now, rewind again. After taking back my money from Benny and then making a disastrous foray in real estate where it didn't work out at Olaba Glades, I was feeling down. I was like, I got to leave Jamaica because I'm not doing this thing right. Um, we, we did finally get a house to buy and I did do it almost right but the impact and the charm of not doing it right the first time was always tearing at me and it still does and I remember I went away to Atlanta I don't remember if it was the time my company sent me or what I'm pretty sure it was the time because the first time I left Jamaica is my company sent me and I was thinking wow there's life outside of Jamaica Maybe that's what I need to do. Get away from the mistakes, start fresh. And I remember as an airplane, um, EMDO itself, or, you know, as a, the, 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 the pilot, what should I say, put himself in a pattern to land at the airport. So he's getting himself ready. And so he's doing the twist and the turn and the bank here and the bank there. And as the plane banked at one point over to get to Kingston, the lineup for Kingston, the plane banked. Now, Benny had made the roofs of the house at Angel, some red roof, some red clay tile kind of roof, but I don't think it's clay tile, it's probably some kind of material that make it look like clay tile. And I remember as the plane banked and I'm looking through the window and the plane turned sideways, there I was looking right down on the red roof. <laughs> of Angel's estate and I could actually see the lot that I picked it was a corner lot that I had picked and given up looking very nice and pristine so Benny has always haunted me in that respect I remember Benny driving him, him not chocolate but him champagne colour champ, a, a, a kind of a brown a dark brownish a dark champagne light brown IS bus and he would invite me say you know come and play domino I even had his phone number but I didn't follow up with him. I didn't follow through. I let him be. 
I went my way. Benny, so I turned down this place last week Friday now. That was 20-something years ago. Fast forward to last week Friday. I turned down and I got to the, the fence, to the gate, to the guard gate, and here comes this big, thick security guard, Look, female security guard, look like T-Bone from Friday, the female version. Rocking from side to side, tight, tight security, military-looking suit, outfit, boots and everything. And, you know, so I kind of bullshit her. You know, I mumbled her name, and she raised the thing, and I went down. As I go down, I'm looking at these places. I'm going down to the ocean now, to the Bertino restaurant, which is on the ocean. I see a place to my left called Marina Village. It's another gated. The gates are open. There's a security guard at the post. I tell him that I would like to see the, the model, and I'm going to be meeting with one of the agents. He said, okay, no problem. So I go into the model. And as I'm in the model looking around, I'm amazed at how this thing is built. This house is beautiful. The model is huge. The bathroom, the master ba- bedroom is big. And the bathroom doesn't have a solid wall. It has a frosted glass that separates the bathroom from the bedroom. They got the wickedest tub. It's beautiful. The place is exactly right by the beach. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is it. The only thing I didn't like was it didn't have dirt around the back it was paved so i couldn't put in a garden if i wanted but everything else was right as i'm there i hear my wife in the front talking to somebody who came in when i walk inside the living area where they're using as an office as a staging area for for the the maps and the plans and the you know what the the units the models i see this white man a caucasian man uh, Italian and he's shorter, shorter than I. He's, he's, he's not tall, he's, and he's not short, he's just average size, I guess. He has on a mask and he looks like a doctor to some extent. And I say to Benny Alwell, he looked like a doctor, I guess, because he had on a mask, he had on a surgical mask. So, which makes sense now. But I recognize the eyes. So I said, Benny, I said, no, I said, first, at first, I said, I know you. Don't I know you? And him say, Yes, yes, you know me. We were in, we were in prison together. So I said, No, I'm not making any jokes, man. I know you. And he said, Yes, don't I tell you we were in prison together? And I said, No, guy, I know you. Aren't you Benny? And he said, Yes, Benny, Benny, yes. We're in prison together. I said, No, man. I said, Listen, man, what's your last name? And he said, Percy Keeley. And I said, Benny, don't you remember me? I'm the first guy who ever bought a house from in, in Jamaica. And I pulled out my mask. And he said, oh, and he, he said, Bomba Clot, Bomba Clot. Yeah, man. And then he started. And I said, yes, and here's my wife. Remember 25 years ago or 26? He said to me, marry this beautiful girl and I'll build you a home. Well, I married the beautiful girl, so now you got to build me a home. So, <laughs> uh, we started laughing. It was amazing. We sat down. He said, first, go to his house. He said, I'm up there, man. That my house is open. Go to, go take a look. Walk upstairs. Next door, and he called the name of the, the popular superstar that lived next door. It's so-and-so. That's his house. And re, 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 and he went on. I was, he, he was driving that pickup truck now, but the same 
dark champagne brown color so i was making mention to him that you love that color vika he go yeah you remember me say yeah your first one your highest one was that color 20 something years ago he said yeah you remember so i said oh it's bellissimo he said oh bellissimo he's dead he's dead too much roman pussy so i said okay okay all right benny so um we went we looked at the house we were blown away by the by you know it's a location right by the sea the backyard and you got to see the nice beach you know Bujo Bantan place up the road this guy next door um it was amazing you know um he said you know we went back to the office and we started talking he goes don't worry about house man he goes you know what you need to do you need to think another little more make some more money then come back jamaica things rough right now i have house so you don't worry about house i and he's telling me you know, and he's we going and we're talking and you know he was a good guy he's telling me about hydroponics and we talk and we talk and he gave me some good advice and we went over about how he started and bellissimo and his partner and stuff and the restaurant that he bought, he said, you know, I have, like he said, he has lots of problems. And part of it is obviously he has to eat at a certain time, stuff like that. So he goes, um, come back at 12, we have lunch at my restaurant. So we had to run out to go pay a guy locally for clearing a, a lot, a land, piece of land for us out in another city. So. Yeah, we estimated that it would take us about that amount of time to get there and get back. It was around 11 o'clock now. So we ran out there and we, we headed back. We got back for lunch with Benny and he told us a story. This is a story that anti-Trumpers would love. He told us, because when we went to the restaurant, beautiful restaurant, right on the water. Well, not right on, it's on the water, but it, it's professionally done. It's paved. You walk out to the water, it's got... You know, it's birted properly to protect the shorelines and everything. It's, it's not like a restaurant underwater with, that you would expect, like a little place in Negril. No, it's a professional, first-class restaurant, paved driveway, um, and, 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 and poured, paved and poured, and patterned properly. It's official. It's some place that the Queen of England would take. You can see her car turning around and, you know, and with the flag at the, at the tips and parking and she coming out with, you know, helicopters and everything and a lot of space, her media and everything. It's not no chalk up thing. A lot of big place. Nice place. So we went. The, the greeter said, okay, let me let him know and let him control the dog. I thought it was a big dog. We went, it was a little baby dog. I'm gonna talk the dog story quick, quick. So we're talking a little bit, and he talked about the fact that he had a client there, a guest there that was, um, the dog kept troubling. So the dog went and troubled the guest a couple of weeks ago. He went and got the dog. The dog went and troubled the guest again. He went and got the dog again. Now the guest is getting pissed, and the guest come to him and complaining about the dog and saying the dog should not be in this public space, shouldn't be in a restaurant. So Benny, he's trying to hold, keep his peace. The person kept going and the person now going on, if Benny know who he is. So Benny said, who are you? And the person go, well, I'm the ambassador, the American ambassador to Jamaica. And Benny said, oh, fuck, really? I hate you guys, I hate Donald Trump. Get the fuck out my restaurant. Move your bumble cloth out my restaurant. 
Benny Run, the American ambassador to Jamaica, out of his restaurant. <laughs> you gotta love Benny. There's another one that happened on Friday when my wife ordered fish and chips in an Italian restaurant. Because Benny said, order whatever. So my wife, being conservative with people money, that's how she is. She ordered the cheapest thing she could on the menu. Benny lost it. You don't order bumbo clad fish and chips in Italian restaurant. You're crazy. And he went on and he stopped the cook and he made sure the cook came out, the chef, and greeted us. And the chef had to tell us what he had because Benny pushed the door. He goes, You doing, you doing what? You frying fish and chips in Italian restaurant? Are you a bumbo clad idiot? Stop, stop, stop. No friend, no fish and chips. So I'm like, Benny, fish and chips is on the menu. Why is it on the menu? He goes, no, 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 no. You do it, no. Come, come, come. And he calls the chef out. The chef, a big black guy, lumbers out with the apron. And I said, so what do you have? And what do you recommend? And the chef, as he said, like he goes, something chicken pasta. I said, I'll have that. First thing out of his mouth, I said, I'll have it. My wife, now she went for the Thousand Islands, something, something, something. She said that was pretty expensive because that's what she wanted, but she wasn't going to get it. But now that Benny is creating a big deal out of not getting what she wanted, she's going to get it. So she got this thing that she enjoyed. We both enjoyed it. I enjoyed the pasta, cleaned my plate. She cleaned her plate. But Benny went. It was interesting to see how he went off for because we picked... Um, Watch your fish and chips in an Italian restaurant. You do, you bumbo clot. That's a bumbo clot insult, you do. And that's how Benny went. But the thing with Benny is, he has a big heart. He speaks the way he speaks, and you will feel offended to some extent if you're not, if you don't know him. But he's one of the best human beings on this planet. You understand? So that's my thoughts on him, anyhow. Um, so. It was interesting that 20 something years later we re- reunited and yeah we're communicating now and we'll see how that goes but that alone was something it's amazing i was driving by the place and something pulled me down there so when you hear people christian say hey, holy ghost move that you know never underestimate the spirits of this universe the energies of this universe there is something that's unseen and bigger than you and I now I'm gonna go I'm gonna pause this one again and because I don't want to be talking and blabbing and losing stuff because this software sometimes tends to just you talk and you think it record and the thing go into the into the ethers it disappear you never see it again so I'm gonna save this come back and talk a little bit more about traveling during a pandemic. I was going to not add anything more to this. Uh, episode for the simple reason that you know one hour is good enough uh, ding me my paddy is ready let me warm it up some more while I do this final uh, segment and the reason why I'm doing this final segment is 
the news came on it's now after seven i started around five o'clock this morning got up somewhere around four something 4 40 4 30. <coughs> sorry no i don't have um any sickness i just stroked <coughs> i i swallowed wrong way anyway and um yeah what do i say yeah so the news is talking about you know the um this, this the news is so bla- this this is the thing i'm not a trumpite but i don't know if people realize that the news is almost like a campaign it's like you're watching a 24-hour campaign political campaign against one candidate i wish i want the 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 a, a good president for the united states of america because a good president will the president of the united states of america affects all of us and even if it didn't it's intrinsically human well i think to want good is trump a bad president absolutely is he a bad person i don't he is a bad president but i don't know of his person uh, with his family with the people in i understand people are going to say how can you make me me i'm not making anything for the guy the guy is a racist just like but he's not the only racist joe biden is just as racist that's what i'm trying to say don't let people pull wool over your eyes the people are going to say yeah but idiot but and i didn't want to get into politics i'm just saying they all should go we need to we need better when you see those two guys beating at it is that the best america can do when did we get down to there that's what i'm trying to say we're not focusing on building up the thing to a better one we're just focusing on one person we're not focusing on the wrongs that are being done by everyone we're we're we're, we're narrowing on one and because i have been a victim of that kind of mentality as a person of color for example inside an organization and you can never do anything right no matter what you do you're just bullied by a bigger system no matter how strong you are they wear you down because of that i can understand when things are one-sided it's lopsided now yes he does have the power and the money to do a lot of crap he has a white supremacist and, and his, his stupid comment the other day about stand down and stand by which he, 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 he allowed it he can say it was taken out of context but you have to, well i'm being stupid also he was saying this so we all do stupid things and it's a matter and say stupid things but it's a matter of what people decide to push on i don't trust biden and I'm, and and anyone who's a democrat pushing right now would agree with me that he didn't even he barely won his own primaries within his own party i i, I think he's a politician i think he's slippery he does he does all his political gimmickry look in the camera and try to talk softly and try, he just comes across like a, a typical privileged old caucasian man to me to me and when i see trump he's a typical he's not a typical but he's a t- typical privilege but he's a typical rich caucasian man old man though you know it's what i mean biden is a typical privileged caucasian man who comes with this caucasian power male power and trump has that plus the brattiness of being rich you know and so they're both pieces of shit for lack of a better term but 
the piece of shit that I would probably prefer to be in a in a dugout with in war would be someone who tells me what they're thinking, who says racist shit to my face instead of think it and betrays me behind my back. And I think that's what Biden does. And I don't see why people don't get that. Now, having said that, yes, we're thinking, okay, maybe if we can take control of the tail and become the dog that wags the tail, then that's fine. Despite the fact it's a dog, you prefer not be dealing with a dog, at least we're the one wagging the tail. I get it. At least we're the one getting the Democrats to pass left agendas. I do get that. But how, how, how has that helped us so far? Brianna Taylor, Trayvon Martin, Floyd, um, I mean, Wallace, the go on and on and on and on and on and on. And it's not only under Trump, under, 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 I'm talking under Obama, under Bush. How much oppression do we get under these parties that just take people of color for granted? So I'm watching the news and it's talking about why I'm doing this is the news is talking about the airline industry, which is laying off thousands of employees. Duh. You're locked down. We want the economy to be locked down because of this fear for this virus. So we're locking down and hiding out. As I said before, how does that make sense? The chicken does come home to roost. The government stimulus money will run out. Winter comes. And here, you know, it's coming. And we're going to pay for it. And, And I'm like, didn't people see this coming? Do you think you can just lock down our economy and hide shit out? It, shit is just going to float away? You're going to have to come up and wade in that shit. We're going to have to do that. And that's what I'm saying. We need to proceed. We need to push. We need to do the social distancing, do our sanitizers, do whatever they want us to do. But we got to move forward. Because it's gone, it will be worse. Thousands of airline folks being laid off, uh, sixty something percent or something like that, um, um, of families of kids knowing that at least one family member, one breadwinner, has been or one income earner has been impacted by Corona. Um, airline traveled down by over seventy percent. Duh. I mean, duh. How is this even news? Sometimes you wonder. It, it, it's like, didn't you expect it? Did you expect some theory to be carrying our economies? I was in Jamaica the other day, and one of the hotel, the the, the, the managers came to me, was, and that, I'm saving that for the next one. And the manager came to me and he says the hotel has never been under eighty percent. It's been open for sixteen years. Never been seen under eighty percent occupancy. He said, "As I stand here with you right now, we're below ten percent occupancy, and that is why everyone is anxious about their jobs." People, wake up, man! Wake up, jeez. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe I'm the one sleeping. I don't know. I, I, I there's no way. I'm thinking. This is where you want to be proved wrong. Because if you're proved right, which I'm being proved right over and over again for the past how long, 
it's not a good look people wake up are we are we miss is there something lost in translation why we are all made from the same kind of brain stem we all have the same historic experiences written in our dna why is it that we're seeing things differently now i even hear on the news they're saying with winter coming uh people are now being forced out indoors and in, in the upcoming news piece we're going to talk about how um the, the virus is going to be spread through acs and through indoor units and and i'm thinking weren't we being told to stay home wasn't it that wasn't the thing to do to stay was to stay indoors weren't people being written up to this day for going outside what the f <laughs> i mean my head is about to explode now they're complaining that winter is coming and we're gonna be forced indoors and now the virus is gonna spread wasn't the virus being spread by us being outdoors and we were being told to stay in your yard turn your yard stay indoors people i am just waiting and i'll be waving a shirt over my head when that big alien ship come and start zapping every freaking one of us because we have really let down this planet and we haven't let it down not we have not only let it down from a ecological standpoint and pollution standpoint but just from a mental cerebral standpoint it's like they're saying no you failed mentally you guys cannot exist you guys give us aliens a mind freeze you can't be that dumb you know you cannot be that stupid you i'm just we're just gonna zap all of you and they just start zapping us, zap, 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 zap. And I'll be like, yo, 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 me, 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 me. <laughs> you understand me? <laughs> because, come on, stay indoors. Like for the last couple months, stay indoors, stay indoors. Like, anybody else, you know, stay indoors. Now, winter's coming. Now, people have been out because of the summers and stuff. Winter's coming. Oh, on the news, winter's coming and it's forcing many people back indoors. And now we're seeing where it's going to cause a spread because people are going to be indoors and the indoors and the ACs and the so and so is going to cause people to, to, to spread the, the virus. And I'm like, ah, wait, 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 wait. Didn't you say we should stay indoors? So you want to tell us that? We were spreading the virus back then when we were being locked up in apartments. Oh, maybe that's why people flee in Toronto. I'm looking at the, 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 the news and it's talking about people fleeing the city. Maybe because people realize that staying indoors, especially in condominiums, don't work. Now, how much of your population lives in these condominiums? And you told them to stay indoors during the, the first wave? How responsible was that? leaders of this world i mean how much sunlight you get to create that vitamin d and improve your immunity when you stay indoors oh you must take the vitamin d supplement okay let's do that stay indoors and take supplements let's do that if you track any virus any sickness you will have right now there's gonna be a lot of why is it that no one dies from any other flu but corona weren't people dying from flu before corona or covid suddenly the only cold anyone can die from is covid i remember going to the hospitals i used to hate going to doctors 
there was always a lineup of people with broken arms you know people got their heart problems the diabetes the this the that and people were dying from before corona people we had death rates of all kind of things we had problems about everything now the only thing i hear people die from is corona man got shot in his head you know we, they, 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 they found him with his marrow beside his beside the eye socket that was blown out of his skull the pathologist tested him or the, the autopsy showed that he had corona cause of that corona one more dead one more corona dead i mean give me a break people give me a break people it exists there is a problem we do have a problem we have to follow the rules from our leadership but understand that on the flip side when the economy shut down people gonna be laid off from the jobs people won't be earning salaries people will be losing their homes their families their sanity listen i've been working from home for years now and me and my wife we have struggled as people of color here in canada though to 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 maintain in the system we have been good god has blessed us we have done our investments and we did good so we give thanks and we live below our means we don't push our thing to any crazy way we live below our means you know and so we've been good but i can see where people who are used to a different lifestyle of always having that job security and always having that friend security and that social circle and everything i can see where that would drive them crazy i can see where that can put them in a tailspin people let's become passionate to each other let's not only just look at how it makes us feel but look at how it makes other people listen when i see older folks putting on the mask and stuff because of the corona i totally understand and when i think about the fact that i can expose the older folks folk to the thing i make sure that i mask up i sanitize i do my social distancing i respect them but i know equally they need to see us they need to talk to us we need to talk to each other we need to go out and get sunlight can we not what they say walk and chew bubble gum ride and whistle can we not do both can we not fight this virus while being responsible not creating big parties and doing all kind of crap and you know bolt himself got caught in something like that let's be responsible man but let's push forward as a as a race let's not let the aliens come and start zapping us up man and say yo time over you guys got a good run you know let's 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 each one help one man i mean geez what i mean have you ever seen anyone have you ever seen someone going to the a body being taken to the grave with a brink struck behind it carrying the money and all the power people die people forget about them no one the only mortal is jesus himself and god and all the deities that we we talk about but none of us walking this earth is going to be a deity and why would you want that why would you want that responsibility hey that's after jesus for the responsibility that he has and and other deities like him live your life 
full joy the people around you hug the people beside you respect your neighbor respect the people in front respect the people who do go out and do the jobs respect each other we're not looking for utopia but a little respect man respect here you know trump respect biden biden respect trump i mean shit you look like two clowns both of you i mean come on is that the best we can do is it so important to yam each other don't we ever learn from other people's mistake are we so dense and dense that we can't learn that love and compassion is the best thing ever come on man jeez everybody want to prove how smart they are we are all stupid how smart the f-, f are you what what did you discover even einstein is a damn ass because whatever einstein claimed that he discovered existed everything on this earth existed nothing has been taken away or brought back from the beginning of time none of us we don't create shit. it's here it's in the universe do you really think that we are you know masters of this thing we are part of it we are all connected we are here to full joy to, to, to fulfill and to full joy just love man I know I sound like a freaking flower child, but sometimes it's just frustrating when you see we do the stupid things and we expect a different result. And then when the result from what with the stupidity that we do occur, we can't call it news. <laughs> like we're surprised. Whoa! People losing their jobs after locking down an economy for seven months. Duh. 70% um, less um, flights. Duh. you know complaining that we're going into winter and people going inside and that's gonna cause a spread of corona while for the whole long you have been beating up on people who want to go outside and you don't think that that's make that makes no sense duh i mean geez anyway i'm gonna lock this one down that's me inside out i'm taking the stuff that's on the inside and i'm putting it out because you know just as all they say you are what you eat so when you eat food you're taking stuff from the outside putting it inside i also believe that once it's inside the mental challenges the the concerns our thought processes the toxic thoughts for example can be something that we need to get out put it out and the positive thoughts though put it out so it's a flushing, a, a purging of the system, of the, of the, of the mental, of the mentals, the psychological, Rastafari kind of thing. No, I'm not drunk. Uh, if I'm drunk, I'm drunk on green tea. Um, and I'm going to make some coffee too. I don't like drinking coffee in the morning because I always believe that nothing should stimulate you. Your body should be in a natural state of awareness because i don't believe in being dependent on anything to determine my mood you know since i don't do the coffee thing i don't do the this thing and the that thing i just everything in moderation but nothing it should be a dependency so i don't like doing coffee but this morning i feel for some coffee maybe because i've been up since for something to just keep going today because i need to get some stuff done so i'm gonna wrap up now if anybody is listening this i don't even I'm just curious because I see some, some listens on the other ones. So I'm curious. I don't even know how you get back. 
and respond maybe you can respond uh, something uh, after the pod i don't know um i'll probably create a what's what i call this inside out i'll probably create an inside out um instagram i'm gonna do that look for it i'm gonna create an inside out instagram um i'm creating a thing called tash holistic t-a-s-h like peter tash but with t-a instead of t-o because i always respected peter tash and holistic h-o-l-i-s-t-i-c so it's tash holistic i'm creating that because i want to go into the holistic living the, the clean living um and so i'm creating the platform for that so maybe that's where i might put this or tie this podcast thing into a clean living thing because hey you know at this stage i've been an it engineer i've driven trains i've geez i've bounced um security i have i have a real estate broker i have i have what have i not done driven trucks i have i have done so much man so much and right now i just want to live in a holistic manner i mean i've i've been an entrepreneur for many different um but right now oh crap i got some calls today i gotta make so i'm gonna wrap up because i got some stuff i gotta follow up on today and give some reports in i'm actually teaching myself how to be an expert at creating facebook ads for my real estate little endeavor there um i was signed up for with this expensive program which was like 200 bucks a month for them to do facebook ads for me well what i did was i backward engineer what they did crap maybe i don't even have access come today shame today is the first of october because i expired it effective the end of september and um so i backward engineered it and i taught myself how to um how to do um facebook ads i've been watching the youtube channels facebook i don't know why you make your ad situation so so convoluted you know going into farms and ad set and all of that but i get it after doing it once or twice i kind of understand what it's about and i'm thinking the one thing about facebook that a lot of people and i've said it to people who have been asking me to do websites and stuff for them because people assume that once you're in it you do everything it's like they think a mechanic work on every part like you don't specialize I won't get into that um but i was a website master back in the day a webmaster certified webmaster ciw i think they called me back in like 20 years ago Dreamweaver, remember those things anyway um what was i saying so i've been working using pushing pushing people to create facebook pages that is the front end for their websites for the simple reason that facebook has the data they know where you are and they do such a great job at target audience you know audience targeting or whatever they know how to target audience based off based off people activities and the lifestyle and the different demographics i don't think i i know i see what i mean you can target the audience just simply based i'm not even where they live but where they visit so you can say i want this ad to go to people who don't live in at this attraction or don't live in this community or don't live wherever in this city but they, they go there regularly now 
you extrapolate from that why they're going there for whatever reason but you want to target them because maybe you want to sell them something there. maybe you're assuming that they're going there regularly because they like theirs and they would probably want to retire there so you can put they pull these numbers and they create intelligent data information from this data so yeah they they, they make info create intelligent information from all this data and they can target people based on that so that is why i advocate for the facebook ads i'm not a big fan of telling people you know go to the social media and be a part of the social media dilemma but guess what it's it's a, it's the nature of the beast is where we live i just wish that we could all just say okay i'm making my facebook money mr zucker my name zuckerberg and i'm making my billions i don't need for to to control people's life having said that i do understand that you're probably saying well if i don't control your life someone else is going to use the data and control so high and it becomes this thing and it will create this monster but people can we just try for the good for a minute just yeah let's do this let's designate a day a do good day for that one day we not do nothing bad we just do good for one day. We not do no, we not have no bad thoughts. We not do nothing negative. We just do, we do art as speaking in patwa. For that one day, we do not do anything negative. We just do good for one day. I know I sound like an idiot, you know, but give it a chance you now for one day. Hey, I can be the biggest prick out there. I can be the biggest asshole out there. I'm not the best guy, but I'm just saying, people aren't you tired of just of ripping each other apart for a minute can't we just all you know let's have a day of us asking each other to come with different ideas whatever i agree i think let's you don't agree with me but we're gonna be good about it let's allow each other to have different thoughts and respect it without judging each other I mean, I know you might say, oh, but that person is dangerous because they don't think like me. Who are you? I mean, where were you in history? Were you the reincarnate of? Were you the person who was... I mean, why is it that you are the first person to have it right? And know that this... Don't you ever stop for a moment and think that you might kind of miss it a little bit. I think that I might be talking pure crap right now. And yeah, I know a lot of people shaking their head. Yeah, you're talking pure crap for true. And But at least I'm aware that I may be speaking shit. People, the problem is that there's a lot of intellects. Someone used the term. Their academics, their academics outweigh or outpace or exceed. Their academic exceed their intellect. <laughs> A lot of us are, are you guys because I'm an academic. I never my teacher. I my teacher beat me up. I drive my teacher crazy. I make my teacher suicidal. My maths teacher anyway. A lot of you persons out there, you're academically advanced, but your academics exceeds your intelligence. A lot of us, our academics exceed our intelligence. I have nothing exceeding anything because I'm not act academically advanced nor, nor, nor intelligent, but you know, you're aware. You're a little bit awoke. So let's, yeah, you're stealing the term awoke. Just 
love inside out over and out